What's up? I'm Amanda Costco, and you're listening to the Electric Runway Podcast, a podcast exploring the intersection of fashion and technology. Thanks so much for tuning in. Today, we're taking you to sunny California to learn all about the recent Los Angeles Fashion Film Festival. So what exactly is a fashion film? If you don't know, don't worry, because Leslie Bedola is here to fill us in. She is one of the co-founders of LAFFF, a culture initiative advocating for an open, creative, and inclusive society through the medium of fashion film. We're going to take a deep dive into this fairly new medium and explore the potentials as well as the implications for consumers and brands. We'll also touch on the synergies for emerging media like augmented and virtual reality and how they can help push the boundaries for the fashion industry, specifically in the area of fashion film. It's a fantastic episode and it starts right now. reminder if you have something to say about this or any of our other episodes we'd love to hear from you you can download the anchor app for free and search for the electric runway podcast to leave us a question or comment in the voice messages section we may feature your feedback on an upcoming episode just find the anchor app in the app store or on the google play store we'd love to hear from you So I'm here with Leslie Badola. She is based in Berlin, but just wrapped up the LA Fashion Film Festival. Leslie, welcome to the program. Thanks, Amanda. I appreciate you having me on your show. So LA Fashion Film Festival was born in Berlin, actually. Over a year ago, I've been working with a web development company that also produces events called Culture Space. And the founder of that, Justin Marino, and I worked on one of his projects together. He invited me in to do a speaking engagement for the Berlin Student Film Festival. And Justin is also from L.A. I'm actually from California. We, we started to talk about the festival circuit um, and fashion film and what, is, what does that mean? So we started to do our research and um, it turns out there's over 20 fashion film festivals around the world. There are new ones popping up every day. But L.A. really doesn't have anything like this. And it's the center of film and celebrity. And it's now a new tech hub. And it has an amazing climate. So we thought, what a great opportunity. So we started to build it from Berlin. And both, both of us split our time back and forth. And we launched it October 5th and 6th. And it was really amazing. And we had a lot of a sport. We worked very leanly with a small team here and a small team in L.A. And I think we we established a really wonderful foundation for future festivals in L.A. There's a great video up on your website. We'll link to that so that Electric Runway listeners can take a peek and visualize what went on. But for those who don't know, what is a fashion film and why the need to have a separate designated festival for fashion film as opposed to other kinds of cinema? Right. So fashion film, there's a lot of thoughts and ideas around what it is. We actually even had a panel discussion around it. But you can look back to, there's a gentleman named Nick Knight who has a company called Show Studio. And he started producing fashion film about 20 years ago because he saw an opportunity where photography is wonderful. He's actually a photographer. Um, But he started to take moving content and creating movement in the clothes, which established this new genre. And so... Fast forward 20 years, 
fashion film is basically a commercial if you want to boil it down. But it's, it's starting to really evolve because you have big brands, small brands, independent creatives making these short anywhere from 60 second to five minute type pieces that range from avant-garde to documentary style to narratives to, you know, it, it just, it runs the gamut. But you have directors like Spike Jones who did a fashion film for Kenzo last year and it was a huge hit. And because the way the consumer is shopping and the way they're consuming content through all these various roads of social media, then it's a place where you get amazing exposure for, for your brand and the consumer is eating it up. Uh, you mentioned that they're kind of like a commercial. So I was wondering, is this a business branding exercise or is it more art for art's sake or is it a hybrid of both? Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think it's a hybrid of both. I think that as a brand looking at how to get a return on investment, of course, they want to sell product, but the consumer is getting a lot smarter, especially with how fast technology is moving. So you have ultra creative pieces, you have documentary pieces. I think it's a nice blend of both. And I think the more we move forward, the more interesting it's going to get. Yeah, because the consumer has become so highly visual lately because of platforms like Instagram. And so to me, a fashion film is taking that and extending it into something a little bit more uh, cinematic, a little bit longer, and really looking at new ways that the consumer can be engaged. And so as I understand it, there was um, lots of technology at the festival, and it kind of played a central role. Can you talk about how technology played a part in the LA Fashion Film Festival? So the thing about fashion film is that it, it's out in the ethosphere. It's free. Anybody can see it at any time. You can Google Kenzo, Spike Jones, but there really wasn't a place. The, the Fashion Film Festival gives it a platform. So that was the basis of it. That's the spine of the event. But we felt like with the, with the movement of technology, with Google and Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat making such leaps and bounds with telling stories, that we, we wanted to add another piece to it. And the technology piece became really important because at first it was interesting, Amanda, because we didn't know what type of technology or how we were going to add it. And it turned out I was coming back from the Istanbul Fashion Film Festival. And on the plane, I met a fellow named Chris Sibley, who was on his way to Berlin to attend the, a virtual reality conference in Potsdam. And so he overheard me talking festival fashion and he said, oh, are you going to the, are you going to the conference? And I said, no, should I? And um, well, it turned out that was the door that opened for us. And so I, in fact, went to the conference and, and just started to, I just saw so much potential with virtual reality, augmented reality. And, you know, again, it's, it's the consumers are getting smarter and smarter and they want a richer and more, um, connected experience and it just seemed like the perfect piece to add to the event and so you added a number of vr and ar experiences what were they like and how were they embraced by the fashion industry um well so here's the thing there's still so much room for virtual reality augmented reality content and as as any of these developers and people in the industry would tell you is that it's kind of the wild west there's still so much potential but at the festival the way we designed it, our first day was at Fred Siegel, which is one of the most iconic brands in L.A. for shoppers. They've just rebranded and they have a new flagship on Sunset Boulevard. So that's where we held day one and we had our panel discussions there. And then on day two, 
we held it at the Technicolor Experience Center, which is, again, another one of the oldest cinematic brands in Hollywood. And they have a, a boutique uh, studio where they showcase virtual reality and they have content ranging from an ayahuasca experience to becoming a tree to experiencing a UFO encounter. So there still is so much room for fashion sort of branded virtual reality and augmented reality content that that's what we see as the exciting part of it. And the most exciting part was that Technicolor was so excited to host us. They see the future, they see the potential, and um, there are brands out there that are working in the medium. I think Balenciaga did a show that they kind of integrated virtual reality into the, the actual runway. Kenzo actually is putting their toe in. A lot of brands are super curious. I think one of the problems is there's not enough knowledge and education. So we kind of took it upon ourselves to use the opportunity to educate as many people as we could, get them in the, into the experiences, expose them to what the potential could be. And then we also had some, some panel discussions around that and building a bridge between fashion, beauty, and retail and the immersive sector. The programming looks so amazing. I want to get into some of the experts that you had there. And I do agree with you that it is the Wild West right now for virtual reality, augmented reality, and fashion. Everyone's kind of seeing what sticks. It's a very exciting time to be following this beat because everybody's just experimenting so much. So I'd love to know from you what kinds of fashion films were shown and in what categories so the first day yes the fashion films were the backbone of the of the event we see that all these creative people that are making these pieces they're so passionate and we had a, we had submissions from around the world we had submissions from big brands from small brands from independents and the categories ranged from direction cinematography documentary uh, we had a founder's choice we had a style category, we had a glam category. And, you know, some of these films, they've been on the circuit as well. So we were quite lucky that we had some, uh, some of the filmmakers come and join us. For example, the winner, Dean Alexander for Direction. He did a, a campaign. It's an ongoing campaign for Georgetown Optician called The Eyeball. Um, we had some uh, submissions. We had a submission that won style for Lacoste, the brand Lacoste called Timeless by a director named Seb Edwards. We had a wonderful film by Sarah Kadan. I want to hope I'm pronouncing her name right. And the film was called Proclamation Punctuation. It was a, about a two, three minute film about how exciting and how important a proclamation or an exclamation point is at the end of a sentence, which I love. <laughs> yeah. And then there was a documentary that was fantastic about Dillian Mercado. She's a, a model, but she's also, she has a disability. She's in a wheelchair. She lives in New York and she's incredible. So we were able to screen most of all the films at least two or three times. We screened between our panel discussions at Fred Siegel, films um, by The Pool at the AKA, which is a luxury apartment complex directly adjacent to Fred Siegel. They hosted our, our cocktail party. And then we screened films again on Saturday, on the day two at Technicolor. Um, so we were able to, in my opinion, give a lot of exposure to the filmmakers. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of content, and I'm going to put up some links um, to the YouTube and Vimeo videos, which are readily available online, but in case Electric Runway audiences 
want to take a look at these films in more detail. And so, as I'm, as you mentioned before, in addition to these screenings, you, you brought in experts to share knowledge across six panels. Um, can you talk about who was there? What topics did you cover? Right. Yes. Well, we, we decided that we needed, since a lot of people, you know, still are looking at what is fashion film, you know, I still, even my friends are like, well, what is it again? And, you know, once they think I give them a sort of, you know, the, my little one minute pitch, they get it. Like, as I said, it's like a commercial, but it's, it's more, it's way more than that. And so our first panel, the president of the CFDA, and he just written a book called The Laws of Style. And it was a gentleman named Douglas Hand. And he had some of his friends in the CFDA who are designers and they discussed style. We had another panel, which is what is a fashion film? We had filmmaker and we had some other experts there then moved into style versus fashion, which is a, a panel that we had Sean Ross, who's a, I call him a supermodel. He's, he was the first albino supermodel, but he's incredible and he's a singer and he's, um, he's moving into acting. We had Stephen Galloway, who is a creative movement director. We had Gilles Assour, who is the CEO of Repetto brand from Paris. And we had Alexis Borges from Next Models. And then we moved into sustainability and spirituality in fashion. Then we also had a panel called That Kind of Future that we invited Victoria Modesta, who's a bionic pop artist who is very invested in the medium uh, and the virtual world. We tried to sort of edit the panels and produce them in a way that would sort of elevate it. So at the end was that kind of future is where do technology stand in fashion and art and sort of where are we now and where are we going? Just to set it up for Saturday's immersive experience at the Technicolor. Wow. Yeah, it sounds like a ton of great talks. And we've talked about Victoria Modesta on the program before because uh, we've had her stylist on the program to talk about her as a bionic pop artist and touch on the idea of ability and disability and representation in fashion. So I was really excited to see that she was there to lend her expertise. She's definitely someone we've been following for a long time. And so, you know, we've talked about fashion, we've talked about style. How does retail fit into the picture? As I understand it, you actually had a kind of workshop on immersive retail. And I'd love to know what came out of that, because I know that a lot of our audiences are thinking about the store of the future and the customer of tomorrow. There is this question. Um, I have a background in fashion and retail. And, you know, I still, I think brands are still trying to figure out, you know, the big question, which is, is it click or is it brick? And in my opinion, my humble opinion, I believe that it's both. There's a lot of people out there that still want to walk into a store and touch and feel and, and try it on classic old school way and have that in-store experience. And I think it also depends on the kind of store you're walking into. You know, you have a small boutique that curates very highly as opposed to an H&M. That's going to be a whole different experience. Then you move into the, the click category and I'm the same. I, there's things that I will buy online. And I think that with immersive media, with virtual reality and augmented reality, it will be able to eventually give us the hybrid of both. And there's some plug-in apps now that are, you know, you can try on a, a skirt or a top and change the color. And it's wonderful progress, but there's still a long way to go. Especially in terms of fit, right? Because yeah. getting a garment to fit the body, it's something we've talked about on the podcast before, is that's kind of like the holy grail of 
virtual or augmented reality is getting something to simulate what it would be like to drape on the human body. That's that's a big technical challenge, but it'll be very exciting as, you know, people solve this and then retailers can implement it. And so we can have new types of immersive fashion experiences that we've never had before. What's really exciting right now is getting involved now and being a part of it at the ground floor. And that, that's why we, we put that into the festivals because maybe the Wild West now, but it, at the rate things are going, it's not going to take long. And I think it's just really about building the community, having the conversation, talking about how we can do it. And that's what we did on Saturday of the event. We, we had a panel discussion with some really intelligent, bright people from the virtual world. And just an FYI, we also, we didn't charge for the festival. Our theme this year was inclusion. And so, you know, you had to register, but we wanted to make it for everybody this first year. We wanted as many people to come in and learn so that we could be sort of an educational moment and then so Saturday, after our, our panel discussion, we broke down into groups and we actually sort of spitballed, how can we make it more personable? How, how do you think that we could move forward and do it in a way that's going to continue engagement, that's going to build a community, that's going to resonate with the consumer? Yeah, absolutely. All very important things to be considering. So Leslie, I just have a few more questions for you before I let you go. And I appreciate you taking the time to speak with me. How do you think fashion film bridges the gap between art and business? Oh, that's a good question. Well, I think it's, I think today, especially with the way fashion film is being broadcast, anybody can make fashion film, anybody can style and direct. And you, if, even if you have a, a cell phone, you can make a fashion film. And so I think that idea of inclusion and I, it is important here. You know, you can be creative, you can be expressive, you can, you know, get, make something cool for your tiny new brand or you can make something really amazing that's, you know, got a big budget. And, and then there's the opportunity to connect with fellow creators. And we've been seeing is that a lot of these people are, are finding each other online through these media channels. And I think that the guys in the, in the, in the boardrooms are seeing this, being more open-minded about who's making the content, who's, you know, who is it for? I mean, you can go across all the different demographics and find new way. I mean, you have to be able to, to connect in a deeper way. And I think that if you get granular and you start, you start looking at the way people are connecting online and meeting each other, I mean, I'm, I've done it before as well. You know, I've connected with amazing people online through Instagram. Yeah, absolutely. And I think especially for bridging the gap between fashion and technology, because a lot of this VR, AR technology is very foreign to a lot of people and they don't understand it. But what fashion has always been very good at is telling a story. And I think that any technology, when wrapped in a compelling story, is more digestible, more understandable and accessible to the consumer. So I'm really excited for the future of fashion, film and immersive media. I'm, I'm very excited to have spoken with you today about this and I'm so excited to see what's coming up next. So will you be having one next year? Yes, actually. And, and we have Culture Space, who's the umbrella over the festival. Go to the website, you can see all the films that were submitted. You can see our calendar, you can see upcoming events. You can get, um, you can see photographs and images and reels of, of the event that we just concluded and can also submit, start submitting your fashion films for 2019. We are excited to, to build out uh, version two or edition two because building a festival 
is probably one of the hardest things I've ever done uh, from scratch. <laughs> yep. Um, but I think we laid the foundation for next year. And I think a lot of people wanted to see what happened, what we did, how it went. And I think next year is going to be, you know, a hundred times more exciting with being able to expose more people and have more interesting folks to come and speak and exchange ideas. And so we're, we're excited. That URL once more for people who want to take a look. LAFashionFilmFest.com. Yes. And it's LA, just the initials, LAFashionFilmFest.com. We'll put up links on Electric Runway so people can take a look. Leslie, thank you so much for your time. <laughs> Thanks, Amanda. That was fun. That was my conversation with Leslie Badola of the Los Angeles Fashion Film Festival. If you're interested in viewing some of the fashion films, we've linked a few of our favorites on Electric Runway. Just head over to our website at www.electricrunway.com and click on podcasts. Once again, we remind you to download the Anchor app so you can leave us a comment or question. It's also an amazing app for listening to podcasts or even starting one of your own. So search for us there. We're looking forward to hearing from you. That's it for today's episode. Until next time, here's looking towards the future. Music from today's episode is by Ranier Sillard. <laughs>